You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Mickey. And this is Megan. Hey, everyone. It's Labor Day today when we're recording, so it's going to be Thursday when you hear this, but I hope you guys all had a great Labor Day weekend, relaxing and fun. Maybe some socially distanced barbecues or some family Zoom hangouts, whatever it is that got down with this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Did you do anything fun? Let's see. I got down with Staining our fence, meal Ooh. prepping, yeah. had a nice little socially dissed hangout in my mom's backyard. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, pretty crazy wild weekend. What about you? Yeah, um, I honestly forgot that it was even a three-day weekend until like late last night. So <laughs> I was like mentally getting prepared to start doing school stuff today. Um, but no, nothing really exciting this morning when I realized like oh yeah what are we gonna do today um we did go over to my sister-in-law's house and the kids got to like go swimming with their cousins and hang out with them so that was fun um nice to just get out of the house but it was really really windy here today yeah (laughs) we're gonna talk about the weather for a minute but like super windstormy so we try to go swimming but like every time we get out of the water it's freezing and then I came home and like my husband woke up and we had to go outside and like clean up our yard because all of our pool floaties flew away. Like just wind wreaks so much havoc here. We don't have like a garage to put all our outdoor stuff in. So when we're like actively in the backyard a lot, it just kind of gets left outside. So there's always so much crap that we have to go um, fetch from the acreage. So (laughs) that was, uh, that was as exciting as our weekend got today, but. It was nice to just chill. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, nice, relaxing. That sounds good. Well, we have a really, really interesting, inspiring, you thought I was going to say fun, didn't you? (laughs) Also fun episode for you guys this week. We are joined by the lovely Heather Simpson. And I wasn't going to tell you who, but it slipped out. And we're going to talk about time management. but. Before we do that, let's dive into our highs and lows. And I don't know, should we talk about how the Whole30 is going? Um, sure. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell them how your Whole30 is going? <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't my highs or lows, but my Whole30 is going well. I'm on day, whatever the date is, seven. I'm on day seven. Things are going good. I'm past the hangover. Not. I was really tired today, but... I did a long run yesterday, my first long run on the Whole30 this time. And yeah, I'm, I think we're, we, my husband and I are doing it. He's doing it too. We're coming over the hump, I think, of like the struggle bus part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll dive right into our highs and lows and I'll go first and I'll start with my low, which is the Whole30. <laughs> okay. First of all, I did real good prep for this first week, like got all the recipes on Pinterest, went to Costco, went grocery shopping, ready for it. We started a day late because we were celebrating our anniversary and I did awesome for two days. 
I will say my husband was not on board the Whole30 train with me, nor my kids, of course. So <laughs> he would eat what I made, but sometimes he'd eat it with things that weren't compliant, you know, or he'd just be drinking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I kept being very like passive aggressive he's like oh can I eat this I'm like I mean you can eat whatever you want I'm not going to like control what you eat but if you're asking if it's whole 30 compliant no it's not (laughs) just like that just came up so many times um and then our real anniversary came around and so then I was like okay well I want to be able to like celebrate our real anniversary we went and we ate at an actual restaurant out it was a big deal we weren't even planning it either we sat outside and we were the only people there so we're like okay this is pretty like this is chill we could do this we just got burgers but um fun so then I was like okay we'll get back on track the next day and I just I haven't got back on track and it's been like three more days and I just can't do it and I'm over it I will say I cooked a very good compliant meal tonight from Pinterest which was super good and I'm really proud of it so I think I will <laughs> I'll wrap it up. I have a big problem doing the whole 30 because I don't like vegetables. Like <laughs> I love that you posted like your lunch the other day and we had one of our like Instagram friends like, oh, that, that salad looks so good. I'm going to eat that for lunch. And I'm like, I just struggle so much with finding stuff to eat that's not just meat all the time, at, you know, for 30 mm-hmm. days. And I, and right now I'm just like, I don't know. I just have a lot of excuses and I just hate it and I don't want to do it. So I gave up. So I'm a failure. But I bought all this food and I still want to try the recipe. So I think I'm just going to try to do it as much as I can. Like, yeah. And just not be super strict about it because I still want to try this stuff. And I know I need to be eating better and not really. I need to like cut out fast food and the sweets and that'll help a lot. So nice. yeah. So well, you gave it a, you gave it a, <laughs> you, you, you tried. <laughs> yeah. Like anyone who knows me really well listening to this is like, duh, I'm surprised that bitch made it two days. <laughs> but I thought hard. you were avoiding me this week. <laughs> I know. It's like, how's the whole 30 going today? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about it tonight. I don't want to talk about it right now. No, but I will say it's my low because I was feeling really guilty about it. And I felt bad because I said I was going to do it. And I feel like I was letting you down. I want you to know my heart is a little sad about it. Aww. Also, don't worry. I got a blizzard yesterday. And that helped soothe some of the pain. So. <laughs> but I do feel bad. So I'm here to support you in your endeavor. Thank and I know you. you'll do it because you say you'll do something and you do it. And I'm very impressed and proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. You didn't let me down. Don't worry. I, yeah, it's, I myself wanted to do it because I needed to, because I was getting out of control in my life. So I loved that you were going to do it, but it's okay. I'm not upset that you're not. Thank you. Well, we have witnesses, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, We'll get to my high. Um, we, my husband and I celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary last week, which is in, just insane. Insane. And, like, looking back at my Facebook posts from then, I'm like, we were babies. Like, babies. I was 23. There's no way I'm letting my 23-year-old daughter get married. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> no. Just, yeah, just felt very young. But um, 
my husband is amazing and we had a great anniversary. Um, his parents won a um, whale watching lunch cruise, which was so random. They got off the radio and they gifted it to us and they watched the kids all day. So from like 1030 in the morning till like 530 at night, it was just him and I. And we went on this lunch cruise. We sat in the back of the boat and we were like all by ourselves. No one around us. We got to just like relax. We could go in. There was a bar. So we like got some drinks. They served lunch. Um, we yeah, just like hung out on a boat all day. It was a little windy and colder than we expected because mm-hmm. I haven't been out on the water in a long time. But we got to see two orcas um, from pretty far away because they're super protected now. So the boat had to keep like moving away from them. It couldn't get too close. But yeah. um, the cruise itself was cool I wouldn't do it again I don't think um but it was like three hours out and three hours back of just driving on a boat outside was gorgeous day and just my husband and I like we never get to just sit and talk and hang out and there's no screens no kids like it was really good quality time so so yeah we had a really good really good anniversary that sounds so fun. Oh my gosh. I I don't love boats, but just like that right now sounds amazing. So I'm glad yeah. you guys got to do that together. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's see. Highs and lows for me. My high is nor okay. So Nora had like one of the worst temper tantrums that I've ever s- experienced from her. Um, when we were at our stroller strides class and I was so proud of myself and the way that I handled it because I've really been like working on that, trying to stay calm and be patient. And so she like lost her mind and, um, I told her, you know, Hey, if you don't stop and, you know, listen to what I'm telling you, we're going to have to go home and you're not going to get to get out and play with the kids afterwards. And she just it's a long whole long thing but she just would not she would not and I would try to tell her okay let's let's take a deep breath and that would make her scream more and she was literally screaming no deep breath because that's normally our thing like when she's having a temper tantrum I'm like take a deep breath and she'll do it she was like not having it in any capacity so I felt so horrible like so horrible but I was like I told her that we were going to leave if she doesn't stop. So we're going to leave. So at the end of class, I said, I'm sorry, we don't get to play with the kids today. And I just took her out of there and she was screaming, crying. Like I've never seen her scream and cry. It broke my mama heart. I felt like the biggest jerk, but I knew deep down that I was doing the right thing. because I was teaching her a lesson because she was just acting so out of the usual for her. And so screaming like I've never seen so I like sprinted back to my car and I got her to the car and I took her out and I'm like what do you need do you need a deep breath do you need a hug do you need you know to yell like what do you need and I just kind of let her cry it out and she's like I need my book I need my blankie I need my baby so I was like handing her the things that she needs and I held her and I just like hugged her while she cried and even though I was like so irritated until she <laughs> like calmed down Aww. and then I was like okay Mommy needs to talk to you for a minute. I need you to understand what just happened. I asked you to listen to me and you got upset. I told you if you didn't calm down and listen that we were going to leave class. And since you chose not to listen to mommy, 
we had to leave class. And she was like, okay. And I was like, do you know that mommy loves you? And she was like, yes. And I'm like, can I have a kiss? And she gave me a kiss and she gave me a hug. And so I put her in her seat and then she asked for a tissue and she sat there and wiped her little tears, (gasps) which just like was the most heartbreaking, (laughs) the cutest thing. Um, And so anyway, I felt like such a jerk, but it worked because now we were getting ready to go to stroller strides again. And I was like, we're going to go to class. And she was like, Nora, temper tantrum. We went home. And I was like, yeah, we did. And I was like, so remember, if you have to behave if you want to stay and play. And she like was totally behaving. So I don't know. I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I kind of feel like it was. I yeah. feel like it was a win because I mm-hmm. hope I taught her a lesson like one hard time to, you know, mm-hmm. teach her like this is not how we behave. Um, but yeah, that was like my first big huge temper tantrum test and I feel pretty good about it yeah yeah I'm gonna weigh in for a second I'm super proud of you like I think (sighs) from my perspective I think you handled that exactly perfectly I love that you I mean I (laughs) have dug myself into a real deep hole of not (laughs) being like consistent and like saying one thing and actually doing it right away that's mm-hmm. so important and my kids just like they just keep going and keep going and they don't believe that I'm gonna do anything because that one hard time it's so important to just deal with a lot of times I I would rather avoid the hard time which mm-hmm. is stupid it's it's really stupid and lazy parenting and I admit that I'm doing that but it makes no. it so much harder well it, but it makes it so much harder when they're like yeah right we're not yeah leaving. and then you don't leave or whatever and then but then the hug at the end what do you need like that's something I've learned from you tonight that's super smart yeah thank you it's, it's so hard to like keep your cool when they're losing their cool and especially in front of other people too I always mm-hmm. like sweat and I'm like okay I don't want to like it's just stressful so yeah I, that was sweet and I'm glad you guys had that like sweet moment at the end to wrap it up I'm like that was a beautiful story I'm really thank proud of you, you. thank you yeah. yeah I felt really good about it because I just kind of like I, ju- I just kind of did it and I was like okay cool like that felt good so I think that's what I'm gonna do when she has a temper tantrum because I almost didn't leave like I mm-hmm. I like almost stopped in my tracks and turned around because I was like I'm such a bitch for like this is our one thing that she gets to play with these kids and I'm like taking it from her but I was like I know we'll be back in a couple days and you know so anyway thank you for yeah you know, I thought I respect your opinion a lot so that means a lot thank you for saying that yeah because also <laughs> you're like glad that you left because in if it was me and like okay then she calmed down by the end of your exercise or whatever mm-hmm. I probably would have been like okay now we can go play because he calmed down but no then she doesn't learn that lesson yeah so proud of you gold star mom ticket thank for you, you. I'm impressed thank and you. so I'll be thank calling you for advice oh <laughs> my gosh thank you that... they're older <laughs> <laughs> thank you that really means a lot um let's see my low I don't know I have a few I was like should I go with like the shallow one or should I go with the deeper one because I've just got some like weird stuff going on with like being really introverted and socially awkward lately and I don't know how much of it has to do with like quarantine or just like what a crapshoot 2020 has been like I was thinking like looking back at 2020 so far this year I've just been like mad at somebody like the entire time like mad at people for not staying six feet away or wearing their masks or like 
now with all of the election stuff or and like you know black lives matter like i'm just mad at somebody all the time and like really have such a just overall negative um outlook on humanity <laughs> which yeah. isn't good and then just also being trapped inside for so long i'm and i'm just kind of shy anyway but i feel like i'm just having a really really hard time coming out of that and it's like getting worse and I just, like, am feeling really insecure just about myself and, like, being around people or, like, even being on stories lately. I've just felt, like, just really insecure and, like, extremely introverted. So I'm, I just realized that today, actually. So I'm trying to, I need to do some self-reflecting and kind of see what's going on and why I'm, like, how I, I know why I'm feeling that way, I guess, but how I can get out of feeling that because it's. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just like isolating myself, like even, you know, like my one social thing that I can do at Stroller Strides and I just start to feel so shy and I like end up not talking to anybody and just like kind of feeling really anxious and like, I don't know, it's just shouldn't be that way. But yeah, so that's my low, I guess. Well, I'm sure you're not the only one feeling like that. And I hope you get through it and come out the other side thanks girl yeah you deserve some happiness and confidence and socializing (laughs) because i know i just feel so weird i just feel like a fish out of water like and everywhere i go or everything i'm doing right now it's it's really really weird weird feeling yeah but um not to bring down the whole vibe here (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we're just like I just feel really like relaxed during this part of our show right now. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of chill. So um, we're going to switch gears and get into our topic, which is time management, which I was so excited about this episode. I'm obsessed with time management and learning more about it because it's like the biggest improvement that any of us can make to our professional and personal lives. And our guest, Heather Simpson, is literally one of the most inspiring boss ladies that I've ever known. I've had the pleasure of working with her. I got to work with her as a mentor. She was my mentor for a little while when I first started um, at a company in real estate out in Bellingham. And I learned so, so much from her that I still continue to practice my business now. And Heather has since moved on to open her own business called She Leads Me. And she helps professional women and business owners level up and succeed in a competitive world through through her business, She Leads Me. So she is amazing. She has so many awesome nuggets of knowledge for you guys in this episode. And we are so excited to bring her on. So please welcome to the show, Heather Simpson. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us. We're so excited to talk with you. Yeah, me too. I'm really thrilled. I've been a fan for a long time, so I'm so honored to be part of your guys' podcast. How exciting is this? Woo! Yes. Yeah, so before we get started, we want everyone to hear all about you. You have a podcast of your own and an amazing woman's community that has just taken off that I'm obsessed with. So please, please, please tell everybody about yourself, what you do, who you are. Yes. Well, I'm Heather Simpson. I am the 
founder and director of a company called She Leads Me, which is a company that is devoted to the growth, both personally and professionally for women who either work within an organization or own their own thing. And it is my life's mission to provide as many resources and education and training and while also bringing a really amazing community of women together so that we can all go on this journey with others and not be so alone. Awesome. Yeah, it's been so fun to watch that grow. How long have you been doing that now? She Leads Me will have its birthday in October of two years. So officially, yeah, officially two years in October. So that's coming up, which is so exciting. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about time management, um, something that I think we all really struggle with. (laughs) And if you can... (laughs) you know, lend us any wise advice, it would be much appreciated. But um, how do you stay on track when you're surrounded by distractions? Oh my gosh, that's such a great, great questions. Great question. Well, there's a lot of distractions that are in my life. So it has like become a necessity to learn um, just more about when those come into play and then how to like stop them from happening so that I can continue to be successful both at home and in my business. And um, we're, our, our family makeup is a blended family. So we have a lot of moving pieces at any moment, like a distraction could pop up. And if those kept happening, like I would be out of business. Right. So mm-hmm. I really have had to learn um to to prioritize and to really honestly like turn off a lot of notifications and be really present in the moment of what it is that I'm working on Um, because there's always some travel arrangement to be had there's always other parents to be communicating with and chatting with when it comes to kid life and sports and school and you know who's gonna have who at what holiday and birthdays and all of that so um really being present in the moment and being intentional about that has been the biggest key and so a a lot of different ways to do that are like removing notifications and removing you know for the longest time was the classic like had 50 different tabs open like on my computer and felt like kind of the energy rush of like scrolling between each tab and like, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just a distraction because then like you see the email that pops up over here or then like my computer was connected to my phone for the longest time. So any text message would pop up and it was just insane. And it's, they're sneaky, right? Because those notifications are always like, so cute like the little chimes right like if it was like a big like fire engine siren like you know we'd we'd huck our phone out the window like there would be like we it would be so much easier to realize that they are distractions but distractions are really sneaky so really making sure like if I'm having dinner I'm having dinner and I as much as possible eliminate anything that could distract and and have my family follow suit And same with business, really honor the time that I have set to work on specific things and make sure that I'm like really honoring my time and my business's time by only doing those things. 
and it's not perfect. There's days where, you know, it's, it's a mess and it, it doesn't always happen according to plan, but you know, you try as hard as you can. Yeah. It's really, most of you guys listening are boss moms and it's so hard as women and mothers. And then as business women, we just have so many things going through our head at so many times. And Heather, you talk a lot about how time management is really distraction management because you can be, okay, I time blocked, you know, I'm working on all of this. I'm going to sit down and now is when I'm going to do my email. And then your brain just starts going about like, oh, here's an email about laundry detergent, the laundry. Oh no, I haven't done the laundry. I need to fold this. Oh, the dishes, the chores. And then you completely, without even thinking about it, start going <laughs> yeah. down a whole different, you know, way. Or if you get that text message when you're in the middle of doing something and you instantly are sidetracked to look into that, it's, it is a great idea to turn off notifications. I love that. I probably mm-hmm. should do that. I just started <laughs> doing something where I'm really, really bad at pers- in personal life, not in business as much, but really in personal life. If I get a text message, I'll open it and I'll read it and I'll respond to it in my head because I'm you know, working on this whole distraction management thing. And I'll think, okay, I'll respond later. And then I just never respond. So one thing that I've been doing to help with my distractions on that is I will not open my text messages until the end of the day when I know I have time to actually be present in that moment and actually Mm -hmm. respond to them because it has been, I just am so awful at it. So that's a helpful thing to do. Um, Absolutely. And screen time, like uh, Mm -hmm. screen time limitations on the phone has been so huge for me. And I kind of had that aha moment when I was setting up my daughter's smartphone when she earned her first smartphone with really good grades. Um, I set up screen time restrictions and I was like, why don't I do this for myself? This is actually great. Like my my phone should gray out at 9 p.m. so that I can have like an evening to just decompress and get ready for the next day. And so that has been also like such a huge one. I have time limits on all my social. I make sure that like that I am keeping myself to holding myself to the same standard that I'm asking my teenage daughter to do. (laughs) I love that. Well, and it's so hard when, you know, for a lot of us, like social media bleeds into our work, like a lot of our work is social media. And so it's like, how do you turn off like I'm working or I'm having fun? And then it just all becomes like this big mashup of I don't even know what I'm doing with my time right now so how do you decide what priorities you know to kind of attend to first and what to focus on without being derailed by something else or like you know turning work on social media into fun getting distracted in that Mm -hmm. way as well yeah well with social media specifically we'll start there since we just were talking about it Um, I make sure to chunk up my time and as my business have, has grown, I've also been able to hire support for social media, which has been really helpful. Um, but when I go to post to social media, so I when I go to engage social media, I have it broken up into two different ways for my time blocking. And that is one is to po- like to create and post content only. So mm-hmm. I'm not going on there to engage with people. I'm going there to put things out into the world. And with that, I use a third-party scheduler. I use later.com, which is free. And that way, as I'm creating my posts, I'm not distracted by any notifications Mm -hmm. or 
anybody's stories or any messages that come in because all of that is blocked when you use a third-party scheduler. Mm. And then I will set time aside to intentionally go engage with other people. So if it's 10 different accounts that I want to be engaging with, I will go in there with my time block for half an hour to engage in that way. And so Mm -hmm. that's how I accomplish that with social media. Mm -hmm. Now, with prioritizing other things in business, it's, I have learned to become a very a scheduled and organized person. And so I'm constantly reviewing like what's to come, what deadlines I have. We historically at She Leads Me have hosted a lot of in-person events and that can't happen this year. So we have transitioned some to online. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also have like workshops and trainings that we do. So those naturally have their own time frames that we have to work with, right? Like there are deadlines for certain things. Each Sunday, I prep out my week, make making sure that I know what's coming, I know what deadlines are coming up, and I have them all mapped out in my calendar. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy person here. <laughs> but I also, I color code my calendar because nice. that is my very quick and easy way to make sure that I have balance. Mm-hmm. So I have a color for um, work and then I have a color for family. And if I don't, if I see way more work than family and I'm feeling off balance, I know that I need to right away make shifts and adjustments before I'm in the middle of the week Mm -hmm. and feeling the heaviness and the burnout of it. Um, and, And then because days can change, I also every night prep, like look ahead for the the day Mm -hmm. that's coming. Right. So things can change during the week. I make sure to just really be constantly reviewing and, and making sure that I'm on top of it. And despite how it sounds, that gives me a lot of freedom actually Mm -hmm. to um, operate in a much smoother way and a much free, more free way with my family and with my business Mm -hmm. when I'm on top of things. Um, and, and so that's how, you know, priorities come in line for me. And in addition to also, it took me a little bit of time to really realize where my highest and best use is for my business. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to get sucked in to a lot of little tiny details that I don't really actually need to be a part of. And so once I also identified where my highest and best use of my time is for my business, if that's also lacking from my calendar, then I know that I'm off track. So those are some just things that I, I do to make sure that, you know, I'm staying on top of it because there's a lot to stay on top of both personally and professionally. (laughs) Well, and I love that you talked about personal because a lot of times when we think, you know, time management, okay, how can I manage my time in my business? People don't typically think about managing personal time too. Sometimes it can feel forced to put like, you know, spend time with my kid on your calendar, but it really can be so important. Then you're setting expectations for the day. And if you're, you know, kind of like type A rule follower, like I definitely am and Heather, you are too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's there. And so you kind of have to do it. It's, it's on the calendar. So I have mm-hmm. to do it, you know? And so you kind of know what to expect and it holds you a little bit more accountable by actually putting that time in there. 
I love that you touched on that. Have you always been this way or did you learn how to be this way? That's been a learned thing. When I really started to step into like previous to She Leads Me and stepping into a higher role in my career in the real estate industry, um, I was a single mom. And so I had to, out of necessity, to make sure that I had balanced time. And I was stepping into a role that was um, oftentimes very reactive because I was in charge of responding to a lot of people that needed me at any given moment to review things for them, to make sure that things were looking okay as they were working with their own clients. And so I had to really learn that skill um, before I really lost touch with being a mom, which is very important to me. And um, so it, it, it came, you know, it hasn't always been perfect. And it definitely, there was a period of time where it was like messy and like, oh, bleep, like this is <laughs> a lot. And I, I need to get a better handle on this. So that's awesome. And so, I mean, if you aren't naturally this way, you can learn these things. Heather could probably help you with these things. <laughs> yes. And also, I mean, once you kind of discover what your priorities are, it's going to help you just kind of figure out where your time needs to be managed and how to do that anyway. So it doesn't have to be perfect, but just no. kind of knowing your priorities and getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because it does, especially if you are operating your own business, it does feel like you know, you should be doing all of these different things. And there's a lot of ways to get outside of that and to delegate and to, you know, even if you're brand new in business, there's lots of free resources to help you like free up time. So um, it's all just making sure that you're carving out that space to really be attuned to that and aware of how you're actually operating. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to go back a little bit to the um, scheduling the personal time, because this is something that really resonates with me. And I'm, I'm not like a huge businesswoman. I mostly stay home with my kids. And I do um, some work from home. But the scheduling thing is something that moms can even do if you're a stay at home mom and struggling with like, chores, and just all of that responsibility that goes with running a household. I think the scheduling time to like play with your kids, take a break for yourself is so important because I know for me, a lot of times if I sit down, I'm like, okay, these are the things that I'm going to do at this time. Well, if my kids want to stop and play a board game with me, like I'm one, either going to, if I say no, I'm going to feel super guilty about that. You know, like, how do you mm-hmm. not hang out with your kids right. when they want to hang out with you? But, oh, I have to do this thing. Well, they don't really understand that always. Or I do go play with them and then the other things are kind of getting left behind and I feel guilty about not getting the productive stuff done. So Mm -hmm. scheduling that in your day and be like, oh yeah, I will play with you guys in 20 minutes. Okay, just give me a minute. And it just makes your day go so much easier and kind of avoid some of those delays and distractions from your whole day. Yeah, yeah. And, And really helps with productivity in you know all areas and productivity when it comes to relationships sounds pretty like cold and like Mm -hmm. not um like warm right uh but it is about like I want to be the most productive mom I can be during the time that I have with them right and as they get older 
kids have all sorts of things that they're doing and then they're involved with. And so you do want that time to be meaningful, intentional and productive. Like you want to create that connection. You want to have that space with them. And if you don't create the schedule like that you're talking about, Nikki, where it's just, it all bleeds into one and of itself. And so then you walk away at the end of the day, kind of with the question of like, was today successful? Was I just surviving? Like, is it like how I just was being reactive all day, like, which doesn't feel very good when we feel out of control. And so scheduling helps us really feel like we are in control. We know that we are doing chores that we don't like to do right now, but they're necessary. And if we do them for this chunk of time, they don't bleed into the entire day. Mm-hmm. And we also know that on the other side of that, we are getting meaningful connection over here. So it, it seems counterintuitive to schedule even free time. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then other things will take up the space. And that's when especially women, we feel such burnout, we feel such like isolation, because we're not being proactive about these things. And, and it just, you know, scheduling it out, just feel it just is better all around. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you found yourselves in situations where you're playing with your kids, but you're thinking about work, and every ding you get on your phone, you're looking at it, but you're still trying to play with your kids. I'm right here. Hold on. I'm just looking at my phone really quick. And then on the flip side, you're sitting down to work and all you can think about is how you weren't being present with your kids. And then at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you just feel like you sucked at everything and, you know, nothing was done. That is something that every single one of us goes through. And especially this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This has been the year that has like really imploded that in pretty much every single mom I know like Mm -hmm. that I've talked to that has been the implosion inside of us. That is like, everything feels like it's just chaotic and crazy and I don't have control over anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 2020 has really spotlighted that for every mom I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of brings us into the next topic that we wanted to touch on is just the heaviness of parenting, now teaching, trying to help support the women of the world, which you're doing in your business during this pandemic. I mean, w- how do you even deal with the madness? <laughs> That's well, like such a loaded question. <laughs> did you like my like mad hatter response? <laughs> I'm going crazy. Um, well, you know, it definitely hasn't been perfect. It was a learning curve for all of us. The first few weeks, I feel like even now looking back, I'm like, what kind of fog? Like, I don't even remember. I don't even remember yeah. the first four weeks of the quarantine. I honestly don't. We were all just trying to figure out like, is school really only out for two weeks? Is it a month? What's happening? Like, like, you know, just kind of waiting for the storm to pass, but then realizing like, this isn't passing. <laughs> like we're all yeah. still here. <laughs> so, um, and also on the business side of it, like immediately, immediately, I lost 80% of my revenue in my business because I could no longer host in-person events Mm -hmm. and we were doing five a month. Mm -hmm. And just the week prior to being shut down, we had our largest event yet with 75 women in one room, which sounds horrifying now, but we, (laughs) (laughs) we, 
that we were building a community. We were building an in-person community. Mm-hmm. And that was the basis of our revenue stream in addition to the consulting that I do for businesses. And a lot of them had to close their doors for a period of time. So then therefore had to pause contracts with me. So I have my children at home. <laughs> I have that I don't like I have no idea what I'm going to do and then our third child lives in California and his mom you know his daycare got you know and so we had to then like go drive to pick him up because she needed help and support and so we so now all of a sudden we have three kids that are like varying ages from five to 14 and (laughs) we're all in one house together trying to figure out how we you know, do this life. And, you know, the biggest thing that I have learned, and I'll touch on, you know, more here as our interview goes on, but communication goes so far, even with children, it doesn't matter how young or old they are. That is the one thing that I have learned through going through a divorce, through going through a lot of hard times, that as long as I'm just being open and communicating with my kids, that we'll figure it out. We'll Mm -hmm. figure out what we need to do. And that is honestly one of the core like methods to my madness, as we're calling it, is just communicating and letting them know like where I'm at, asking them where they're at and creating the space to have that dialogue and conversation um, so that we could navigate through this time together. Mm -hmm. So that was the initial stages. And then we've all like evolved and and you know grown through and and went back to what we touched on earlier which was scheduling Mm -hmm. which was making sure that even for them that you know their days don't just start blurring one to the other that they still are doing things that are important to them that bring them joy that bring them life that they're connecting with you know others like my daughter has a phone but my son does not um so how do we help him stay connected to his Mm. friends and our family and and what ways can we do that so um you know there's so much to unpack there but yeah (laughs) it's uh you know navigating communicating really just you know I I bring my kids in on the vision of what I'm building with my company so that they also have the, the big picture understanding of like I'm you know to them they don't see the people that I'm engaging with because I'm engaging online right now, right? They just see me at my desk. And so when I actually show them like, hey, like look at these numbers, like our podcast is in 36 countries. Like look at all these people all over the map that you can see. Like when mom is doing this work, I am impacting all of these people here. When our videos, we can see the uh, like view count and all the comments and stuff, right? Like we just, I, I bring them in and help show them the metrics of this is why I'm doing this. And this is impacting these people that need help. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm called to do. And even the five-year-old can understand that. And he can be quiet for 45 minutes while I, you know, record a podcast with somebody. So it's communication is really the core, the core of it. I think that's so cool. Tools. Yeah. yeah, it's cool to do it in a visual way for your kids because I know whenever I'm having that struggle of balancing my time between trying to work and then I'm also at home full time with my daughter and I'm like, 
I want her to see me being this like strong, successful businesswoman, but I also, you know, want to be there for her so much in ways that I can't when I'm trying to work. I love that idea of, you know, being really visual and showing them so that they can understand. And then when you do say, mommy has to, you know, send this email or take this call right now, they'll understand why it's so important at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love mm-hmm. that. That's a really great tip. Um, so <laughs> there's just a lot going on for all of us right now. But like you were <laughs> yes. saying, like businesses are taking a hit. Um, the stress of being home with your family all day, as wonderful mm-hmm. as that is, is its <laughs> own, you know, <laughs> brings its own issues. How, yeah. how are you staying positive through all of this? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, definitely (laughs) there have been some dark days. There have been days that it's really hard to stay positive. Um, You know, I've definitely been through my share, my fair share of uh, a lot of life's trials. Um, And through that have learned some kind of some core grounding things for me. And one of them, which has been key throughout my entire life, has, and I talk about it very openly and a lot because I want to normalize the conversation more, is um, having a good counselor or therapist to talk to mm-hmm. for your mental and emotional health is so key. Because um, there might be, I just don't even know what's wrong, but I'm just feeling like the weight of everything, like even pre-COVID, right? Like we don't yeah. need to have a world pandemic to like have a, you know, counselor on our side just to have like a bad day. Yeah. And that has been something that I've always kept in my tool belt where it, like the best of things could be going on in my life, but I am consistently like every two weeks, every four weeks at the max, 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 if it's a busy schedule, where I am connecting with my therapist to make sure that I am keeping myself grounded and healthy and well-rounded emotionally and mentally, Um, which helps when things get rocky. Mm -hmm. It really helps to have that just kind of baseline of being able to process and process with somebody outside of your home and with somebody that has the skills and the tools to help you through things um, is a really key thing for me. And then I'm also, I, I have a morning routine and a night routine surprise, right? I'm sure you're so, (laughs) so shocked to hear that at this point in the, (laughs) Um, but part of that for me is just like some quick journaling and I journal in bullet points and I journal a lot of gratitude. So At the beginning of every single day, I journal what I'm grateful for. I journal like what would make today great. And then um, like some affirmations and stuff is what I do. And then at the end of every day, I reflect on the day and I write down what went well. And then I only allow myself one thing. So I could have like a slew of things that went really well, but I only allow myself to write down one thing that could have gone better just so I have some reflection, but also make sure that the positive is out and like the gratitude is outweighing anything that have could have gone to crap for the day. So um, those two things, um, you know, amongst like making sure you're connecting with people. Um, but some days you just can't, some days are just too busy, but those two things like keep me really grounded and overall make for a really happy life despite 
losing 80% of my business despite pulling out my hair because my kids are bored, you know, despite it all. Like it's Mm -hmm. just been, those are the things that just really help me like find the positivity day in and day out. Nice. I love the bullet journaling. Um, I have a journal that I got that's, it's more of a template. So it's not just like a blank journal. It guide, it's a guided journal, I guess is the word. And it guides you through and it even has a spot for you to write, you know, like tough conversations that I need to have or, you know, things that I am worrying about about tomorrow and so that you can get it all out on paper. I really want to start journaling in the morning, which I keep saying I'm going to do. But my like time in the morning keeps getting pushed back later and later <laughs> because, you know, it is easy to get down and kind of fall off track. And that's OK. But if you just, you know, use some of these time blocking tips when you kind of know what to expect that next day, it doesn't blur together as much. And I find that when I don't keep up with my schedule, that's when I start to feel a little bit more depressed personally. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, time blocking yeah. do so much for you personally as well as you know professionally yeah and also for your listeners like I just also want to throw this little tidbit in there because we're talking about time blocking so much Mm -hmm. on my podcast I interview women that have built very successful businesses and I ask the same question at the very end of the interview to each guest um, which is what are the top three tips that you have for success And like 9.5 out of 10 people like always come back to some form of time blocking. So I just want to say that it is like with the most successful people that I talk to and have the pleasure of knowing that are running like mega successful businesses, like that is a lot of the key. And so you know, it's tried and true by others as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think you're the first person who actually ever like taught me what time blocking was back when we were working together. Yes. Yeah. Ever since then, I just, I'm so glad, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm such a rule follower too, that sometimes I have a hard time, um, like rolling with the punches if it's Mm -hmm. off of what I've time blocked. So I'm still like a major work in progress with that. But um, yeah, I try to stick to it a little bit too much sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like, that's the beautiful thing about it is like that you can be fluid and flexible, especially in your line of work with real Mm -hmm. estate where like there is so much reactive stuff you cannot control. Mm -hmm. Right. But you know, you try the best you can and we can't, we can't control it all, ladies, despite how we nope. try. <laughs> and in 2020, we can't control anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, we have a little quote here that I think you came up with. That I am no longer responsible for your boredom. I think that is the most brilliant and like, hope giving phrase that I've ever heard and I like how did you come up with it how do you stick to it teach me all the ways because that is my biggest problem is my especially my little one he needs to be well feels like he needs to be entertained and it takes up a lot of my time so Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. So that phrase, you know, and giving some of the listeners some perspective, like, you know, at the time I said this to my 10 year old who, you know, is very, very capable and bright and like able to, you know, like cook for himself if he wants to, like he, he's able to do a lot of things right for himself on his own with me there in the household. Um, this literally came at a time where it was like in that foggy period (laughs) back at the beginning of quarantine it was like around this is like when I started having clarity this is when we kind of started to come out of the fog was when um I was like head down like like madly trying to type right like I'm trying to build a whole new business model because like mom needs to make some money like we just we like we gotta get to work Like, it is, like, do or die. Like, if we want to see the other side of this, like, I can't sit around and wait for things to change. I can't wait for the governor to open our state back up. Like, I have to take action right now. And I was, like, in that, like, zone of, like, how do I help people? How am I building this? Like, how do I support my family? And I'm, like, typing, 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 typing. And my precious son does this (laughs) thing where he just, like, will kind of hover, right? So it's not even, like doesn't say much but it's just kind of always like hovering and you can feel it right like when there's a hover around like you're just like your anxiety starts to rise like even though I'm still typing and then my like typing kept getting a little bit like more like aggressive and I had this moment where I realized where I'm like you know what like he's he's 10 this is actually good things for him to learn like he can like I don't have to always be worried about him being bored and so I turned and I looked at him and I said is this an emergency and he goes no and I knew it was coming but I'm just bored right like we've all heard our kids and (laughs) I was just like okay here's the deal I am no longer responsible for your boredom and the look of like shock and betrayal (laughs) right that like came over his face like what do you mean you're not responsible like you're my mother and I just was like nope like you have so many things that you can do like like just I took that moment to just empower him and said unless there are like you're bleeding (laughs) and this is an emergency like please don't interrupt me. And from that, um, I also learned some things that I needed to do. So this schedule that I took all this time to create for myself, I simply printed it and put it on my office door. So Mm -hmm. that that also was a really great way for the kids to see what was going on. And having that conversation with him where it was like, remember, like we have this entire like craft thing, we have like all of the stuff, but most importantly, you need to figure out what you want to be doing right now, like, and stop coming to me and looking for all the answers. And that's okay for me to say as your mom. And that's actually really good for you and your future. And like using critical thinking besides just a lot of kids go to a screen, right? Like, or a lot of parents out of desperation are like, go watch whatever. And then time ticks on by and we don't even know what's going on. So it, it, <laughs> it was this really, you know, it was like desperation for me. He was like appalled that I even said it, but the most beautiful thing came out of it. And, you know, it just, it was a really necessary thing for him to hear. 
and uh, so freeing for me also, like as a mom to not have to be constantly worried that my kids are bored. Like a little boredom is okay sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's okay. And Mm -hmm. the things that he's created and come up with since have been remarkable. And it's just been really freeing for him too in the moment he just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You've got to coin that phrase. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that probably it could work on husbands or partners too. Like, I'm not responsible for your boredom. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that you said that you empowered him because Mm -hmm. that's, that's makes me feel a lot better about it. But also that's, it's an important life skill. And like, I, yeah, I used to be bored in the car driving around. Then you look around, then by the time you drive, you know where things are. Like these are life skills. You need Mm -hmm. to be able to learn how to, come up with things on your own use your imagination there's so many options out there and yeah. I like that you said and to empower them I wrote that down I'm like taking good. all these like good. tips yeah <laughs> <laughs> because as moms too I, we're so easy to just like grab that like mom guilt right mm-hmm. like even though like that's a really good lesson for them to learn right we all agree right now in this but in that moment when I said it I was like oh my God, like, was that selfish of me to say? Was that like, you know, you second guess and are questioning, you know, but then like, as time goes on, I'm like, no, like, like, this is actually okay for me and needed for my sanity, because the hovering situation isn't healthy for anybody because I'm about to explode and no one wants that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, putting uh, understanding where we are so quick to like grab a hold of the mom guilt, even when nobody's handing it to us, like is really key. Like just, we can let it go. We can choose to set that mom guilt down and not just be so quick to pick it up. Um, Cause a oftentimes we are the only ones that are, are grabbing that mm-hmm. and carrying the weight of that. Well, and a lot of times, you know, when it comes to anything, stepping outside of, your comfort zone or stepping outside of the box is going to yield something really successful. And when you look around at a lot of kids these days, kids these days, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> that just so naturally came out of my mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> kids these days. You've arrived. Yeah, seriously. They, I just don't think that they know, like if they don't have something entertaining them at all times with how much the world has changed with so much technology. Mm-hmm. Kids don't know what to do when there's nothing else to do. They don't know how to be bored. So, you know, I love that just kind of bringing that back and yeah, it's out of your comfort zone. It's out of their comfort zone as well, but they're going to develop these skills and be different than, you know, so many other kids who are going to have so many different challenges because they don't know how to be bored or how to entertain mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of a lot of life lessons that my kids are learning these days, which sometimes they're grateful for. Some days they're like, "Mom's going on a rant again," and I'm like, "Listen, I want you to be a very successful human. I don't want you living with me when you're 30 because you can't keep a job because nobody wants to work with you. Like you're gonna be like uh-huh. a contributing member to society." And they're like, "Okay, yeah. like okay, <laughs> you'll thank me one day." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Okay, we have one last question for you. And this is a question that we love to ask all of our guests that come on the show. 
if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would it be? Um, I would say that it would be to never stop growing your communication skills. Um, communication skills are so important and it is not spoken about a lot, but it is such a key foundational piece to anything that we do. Parenting, being a partner to somebody, working with other people, owning your own business. And a lot of what, like even some of the stories I shared today, like my kids and I were able to like solve a lot of problems by communicating. And it is a skill that can always be developed because everybody has different communication styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a skill that I think is really undervalued. Um, but we see the breakdown in our society so many times. And I think we need to talk more about that. And I think that that is one of the the biggest things, you know, because I'm actively working on growing who I am as a person and really seeking out like, um, where some of my shortcomings are, like where I can grow and do better. Communication is one of those key things. Like I want to make sure I'm a good partner and like support my guy. Like we have at times so much stress and messiness just because of our family makeup. Like Mm -hmm. just because there are five of us that at any given time, like, like this weekend, it was just me at my household and like no kids, no partner. And then there's times where there's like everybody. Right. And having to navigate through that is so challenging for us, but we are both committed to learning how to communicate with each other, learning how to communicate with our ex-spouses, which is not the easiest thing in the world, right? Like there's a reason why we're not with those people anymore, (laughs) (laughs) but yet we're like in situations where we constantly have to be you know, we're at any given week, we're talking to one side or the other and, and it's typically with challenge. And so, you know, really putting ourselves aside and just learning how to get to the common end goal through communication can solve so many things and is a big key to the balance for me. Anyways, it's a big key to the balance of making sure that like when I'm communicating with my team for she leads me now that I have a team which I'm so excited about um but I have to communicate with them my boundaries like what I need from them so I make sure that I have my balance with my home life same with my family we know we're all in the same space right now and a couple of days a week my guy also works from home because of the parameters that they've changed at his work so there are times where you are we are all in the same space trying to work on our stuff and we need to be able to communicate with each other and it's just such a such a big thing and when you can get it down not even perfectly but when you can get it down even mediocre like Mm -hmm. in a mediocre fashion you achieve so much more when you are a good communicator so that's my that's my one thing yeah, that's huge. I mean, communication, that's, they always say communication is key for a reason. It is just such a game changer in your entire life, which mm-hmm. I think literally everybody probably can improve their communication skills. 
Yeah, it's not a destination. Like you don't ever arrive, right? Just because mm-hmm. I have like years of therapy under my belt and like reading books and I did all of these things, like mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. Like I have to actively be in the practice of it and working on it constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm never better than anybody else at it. Like that's just that's how communication works. It's a very you have to be very selfless for it to be effective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's a great tip. I think everybody should start working on that right away. Add it to your list. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on here tonight to talk to us. Um, I am not exaggerating. I have a full sheet of notes that I've taken from this talk. I am not a type A. I'm like a type W when it comes to time management. I am a mess. So I, I really appreciate all the insight you had and all the tips. And I know I will be working on some of them myself. Um, Excellent. We know that you can't always have it all together <laughs> and all going perfect, which brings us to our hot mess moment. Um, do you have a hot mess moment that you'd like oh to share? Oh my gosh, so many, so many. <laughs> and as I was kind of sharing a little bit before the call, like, this is a fun question to ask your kids. Like I literally went to, went to them and was like, do you guys know what a hot mess is? And they were like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, can you think of any stories of like when mom was like a hot mess and like without hesitation, like rattled off so many. So it's just like fun to kind of like laugh at yourself. Right. But (laughs) um, I would say the one that like sticks out the most for me, which came at like a really challenging time, but is also like, just like the, the epitome of like trying to balance it all, um, trying to keep it all together and keep my health and sanity in check. And, uh, it was during a time where um, I used to be very, very horrible at asking for help. I used to be very, very horrible at being vulnerable and being like honest and transparent. And so in my previous career, um, I had, so this was five-ish years ago now, single mom. Um, really working my butt off at my job because I had a family to support. I had a lot of things that I had been through financially in my divorce. And um, I also at the time went, was going through cancer and not a lot of people knew about it. And so my hot mess moment came when I realized like what I was doing to myself by being like keeping myself super isolated because I would find myself daily like this is no joke and Megan I don't even know if you know about this but like (laughs) this was before your time there but there was this old closet which then later like kind of with irony turned into my office as a CEO but it used (laughs) to be a closet (laughs) with no like windows like no nothing and I was going through treatment and I would go during my lunch and I would come back and I would just be like wiped out. And I learned the cool trick that caffeine takes 20 minutes to hit your system. And the most effective power nap is 20 minutes long. So my theory was that if I chug my drink of choice, which is a highball, which is a caffeinated sparkling water, and then power down for a 20 minute nap, I would wake up and feel the effects of both of those things at the same time. 
Mm. And I would go into the storage closet and I would nap like while everybody is like doing work. Like I was at the office, like I would sneak in there and I would like lay on the floor and like pass out for 20 minutes and then like wake up and like come out and like nobody never like really asked, like nobody really knew and like nobody was the wiser. And then one day it was like, what am I doing? Like I'm like sneaky naps in a closet just like to survive right now. It's like, this is obscene. So that's my hot mess moment, taking naps in the work storage closet, which later then turned into my CEO office. (laughs) And there you have it, folks. Ask for help when you need it. (laughs) Man. Yeah. I mean, I kind of look up to you for that. <laughs> I know, like, in the scheme of things, that's really actually super smart. The closet thing is a little silly, but I mean, yeah, scientifically, you might have something there. Yeah, yeah. it was actually very effective. I was able to make it through the rest <laughs> of my day, but then also just, like, crazy. Like, of yeah. course, if I needed to, like, take an extra long lunch I was able to if I just asked right which is like the healthier thing and then people know to like check in on you and like make sure that you're doing okay like emotionally mentally all of that so learn from me folks learn from me (laughs) oh my gosh that's a good story though like that's just a really good story to have that you can pull out in moments like this you know and share Uh because that is there is a lot of a deeper message behind that for sure yeah yeah absolutely Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, (laughs) thank you so, so, so much for joining us. I look up to you so much. I always have, and you just continue to inspire me so much. So thank thank you you for taking your time to chat with us. And I'm sure that you have inspired so many of our listeners as well. So we really appreciate you. Um, Before we let you go, please tell people where they can find you, who She Leads Me is for, and how they can contact you um, and anything else you want people to know. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So She Leads Me is for um, women who run their own businesses and then also women in the workforce that work for an organization um, that don't necessarily have to run their own thing. And so we, through our different social media mediums and um, our podcasts and our website and YouTube, um, we offer support training and then also community for you so you can find us on our favorite platforms that we live on our instagram we're the most active there um and our podcast which we have weekly episodes and then we also release little bonus episodes each week that have like little training attached to it and actually this week is all about distraction management so this is like right on uh message on point here so We do um, like to provide as much value for working women as possible, and we love to hear feedback and love to hear what people need, and then we love to meet women where they're at and just help support them. So we, um, we have some exciting things coming up. Unfortunately, we had, you know, 40 events planned for 2020 that, you know, had to go goodbye. So we, uh, we uh, host uh, retreat in San Diego that we're still doing this year. But other than that, our in-person events are no longer. Um, but we do have a couple of like workshops coming up later in the fall. So if you are somebody that owns your own business, we have a 21 day business boot camp coming up, and then also our business mastery workshop, um, 
to help you just gain clarity in your business and gain some momentum for the rest of the year and build a solid business plan for 2021. And um, that's, you can check out our website, sheleadsme.com for any information. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This was a really, this was a blast. I loved this conversation. I appreciate both of you so much. Us too. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Heather. And we will see everyone else next week. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.